Haiku of the day, depending how long this goes, could be the same haiku tomorrow. Here it goes. Mika goes crazy. USPS wants more... What? No violence here. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Okay, so... Went to the San Diego Zoo yesterday. It was pretty awesome. I got to get my video down a little bit uh, because the video is not working. I'm not doing it. And I've got some great YouTube video from San Francisco and from the San Diego Zoo, which I absolutely love the zoo. Weird. We were all social distanced. We were all wearing masks. I've never walked through a park for four hours with a mask on. It was really something, though I didn't smell the animals. So I guess that was okay. But a lot happened this weekend and last week, uh, at the end of last week. Um, But including the death of Robert Trump, which is Donald Trump's brother, media really botched that one up. It just shows you how just evil they are. They're not even just not nice people. They're evil. They're flat out evil. How one group can sit back, one media outlet can sit back, it's too bad it wasn't Donald Trump that died instead of Robert Trump, just shows you how evil these people are. But first off, we get, we, I'm going to, let's take a look at something. I had a couple of things to talk about. There was huge violence this weekend throughout the country. Uh, the USPS is getting, is the United States Postal Service is under attack right now. And I wanted to talk about, you know, uh, the uh, Postal Service getting attacked, even though, you know, they've been losing money for 20 years and no one said a word about it. But I think that's going to take a longer podcast, so I may not be able to get through. I'll find out when I'm finished here. I may have to do it again uh, tonight. I already re- wrote everything, but it's really long. But this is an example. This is something I wanted to show today. And the press is now losing their minds because President Trump is catching up to Joe Biden. Right now, Trump is only down four points in a lot of battleground states, which puts him within the margin of error. This is the time when all the media outlets, social media, mainstream media, news, and cable news will start losing their minds and going absolutely crazy. For example, it's already happened. Twitter has already sat back and put warnings on Trump's tweets saying that they can't be independently verified. That doesn't make sense. That happened last month. And Twitter and Facebook banned posts by Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. because Donald Trump tweeted something that was not completely correct about COVID-19. Now, everyone kind of saw the tweet and understood what Trump was saying and what Trump Jr. was saying, but and he was definitely clumsy, but I wouldn't sit there and say, well, he's not sending something factual and therefore we need to block Uh, his tweets. But this is going to be happening now. Now we're getting within 80 days, within three months, um, Biden is losing, is actually losing a ton of ground. And they are going to go all off. An example of this is Mika Brzezinski from MSNBC News. Um, She had one of these meltdowns. I mean, a serious meltdown. Now, I don't blame Mika for this rant. She's an opinion host, not a reporter. And MSNBC is not a lying media platform like CNN uh, because MSNBC admits that they are left-wing. But what I do blame her for is the flat-out lying and meanness. 
she didn't just insult the president. She insulted 65 million other people who voted for Trump. And we're going to, this stuff is not effective. It's really not effective. It's emotional, which the left loves emotion. They don't love reason. They love emotion. But it's most people in the United States are actually thinking people and they don't like the meanness. They want answers. They want reason. But she doesn't do that. Gravian released a rather long montage of her temper tantrum on YouTube from a single show, that single show where she broke down. I mean, I'm surprised she didn't collapse and they had guys in white suits putting a, a vest on her because she just looked absolutely nuts. I decided, because it was rather long, I broke it down to six clips so we can analyze it. So with all that being said, here is the first clip. There's clear disdain that I have for this president, but look at the facts. Look at how he's worn us down from his paid off porn star to Russia lies to racism in Charlottesville, racism across the board, children in cages. I mean, lie after lie after lie, conspiracy theories. Our country right now is really at a breaking point. If we don't find a way to hold this president accountable with his attempts to undermine the post office and also his apparent negligence, perhaps purposeful, on saving the American people's lives in this pandemic. You are pathetic at this point with his calamitous coronavirus leadership. It's killing Americans every day. He could be keeping people alive. He's choosing not to. The lies in this rant are really what is tripping me out. So let's go over them. So, okay, so Trump screwed a porn star. He was all, we all knew he wasn't an angel. I mean, the guy was married, had an affair with someone else, divorced his wife, married that woman, then screwed around with another woman while he was married, divorced her, and married the other woman, and that's where he stands now. Are we any? Are, is anyone really shocked? Everyone knew this. If you were around in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, it was all over the Star and the National Enquirer magazine. This is not a big deal. And I'm going to use something that I always tell you not to use in a debate. What aboutism? Um, we all knew he wasn't an angel, but neither was JFK. Reagan, not during his presidency, but before his presidency, he wasn't an, an angel. And there were dozens of other presidential candidates and politicians, in, uh, including some rumors concerning Barack Obama. Look up Larry Sinclair. I won't talk about it here because no one has ever investigated, and I don't want to uh, smear Barack Obama um, if the allegations aren't true. But just look up Larry Sinclair. And by the way, look up Larry Sinclair not using Google. There's actually a search engine called DuckDuckGo, which doesn't actually edit the search results. Use that because Google has actually blocked Larry Sinclair. I'm not kidding. Second, uh, we spent two and a half years investigating Trump and Russia and only for Trump to be exonerated by an anti-Trump group in the Mueller report. I don't know why this keeps being brought up. Not to mention, let's just kill it off right off. Though she never brings it up because I think she knew Trump was exonerated, was Ukrainian uh, conspiracy or quid pro quo or whatever you'd like it 
we'd like to call it. Trump was exonerated from that, or not exonerated, but he was um, not convicted in that, which means he's innocent. So th- this is not a thing. We're still talking about Russia. We're still talking about Ukraine because they don't have that much on him. Trump's speech in Charlottesville, third. Trump's speech in Charlottesville has been proven to be edited and lied to by the media. It's online. We can view the speech in its entirety. We know what it says. And he never said what everyone is talking about. But politicians and the media, they hope you forget this. They keep bringing it up. And by the way, this proves that there are no real, um, there are no real, there is no real evidence of racism from the Trump administration if they keep bringing up a debunked lie. Because this is what they bring up all the time is just Charlottesville. Okay, I tell you what, Charlottesville, I would love someone to sit there and say Charlottesville was debunked. That wasn't correct. It's not true. Um, show me something else. I, I just had an argument with a little kid, mind you, but he said, well, why don't you like Trump? Well, I don't like him because he's a racist. Okay, why is he a racist? And of course, he had no specific reasons. But if I talk to, and I do talk to adults about this, I've talked um, with uh, my family who are all my age, and they say Trump's a racist, and I say, well, what has he done that was racist? They don't even mention Charlottesville. They don't know. It's the media telling people that he's a racist, and that's it. That's not a thing. That really isn't a thing. You've got to be able to prove um, that he's a racist. The other lie that Brzezinski brings up is that kids, that the kids in cages thing. Um, the children in those videos that were in cages wasn't under the Trump administration. The Trump administration actually put them in um, uh, secure facilities. That was the Obama administration. So when you looked at those kids that were in cages, that was in 2014. I can even give you the date. Those kids were in cages because the Obama administration locked them in cages because they did not. I don't necessarily blame Obama because there was huge influx of illegal immigration. But don't sit there. Take a film from 2014 halfway through uh, uh Trump's administration and say that was Trump that did that. It uh, uh, through Obama's administration and say that was Trump that did that. That's just not a thing. I love this lie. He purposely killed people, and I'm assuming she means through COVID. We know later she does. Why would Trump purposely kill thousands of people? What exactly does it gain? If he had gone out and purposely killed thousands of people, and by the way, if it's by COVID, that's just stupid. I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, What exactly would he gain? Losing the next election? And Trump chose to let people die by the virus? So he's a murderer. Which, by the way, Mika brings up again later. What? And here's the other question I want everyone to ask. What would Mika have done differently than Trump? Or what would Biden have done differently for that matter? I mean, we're going to talk about this a little bit more later because I got a little bit more to say. Um, And finally, undermining the post office. What? What happened to the post office that I don't know about? Last I heard, they still had money in their budget for this year. Undermining the post office... And we're going to talk about this in, I think it's going to be the next podcast because we're only 12 minutes in here. I'm through the first 
video. But I think one of the things, in the HEROES Act, they wanted to give the post office an additional $25 million. The post office has been losing money for the last couple of decades, and it's a substantial amount of money. That's why uh, groups like FedEx, Amazon, all of those companies that actually do deliveries, DHL, have all gone straight up because they don't want to deliver, they want to deliver mail and packages and let the USPS deal with letters every once in a while. I had to actually buy envelopes because I've, I've never make mail deliveries. Now I have to do it to send my support check. So that's it. I haven't bought stamps in probably 10 years. So these, this is just really, this is just really terrible. Um, and we're going to talk about why this is important in the next podcast. I'm already 13 minutes and I'm not going to get through to the rest of the stories. I'll do it tomorrow or tonight and send it out. But this is something that just drives me absolutely crazy. The thing is, it's lie. And then she says lies after lies after lies. Here's something I just showed you that Mika was doing. Lies after lies after lies. The conspiracy thing she is right about. Uh, Trump does this wild conspiracy thing. He actually said he didn't think Kamala Harris was qualified to be vice president because she wasn't born in this country. She was born in this country. Her parents were born in different countries and naturalized in this country. They stopped in Canada for a while, but she was actually born in this country. And, and we've got the birther thing with Obama. A lot of that stuff I really don't care for, and I wish he'd stop doing it. But, I mean, we can sit back and point to, well, you got the Russian and Ukraine accusations, which also turned out to be conspiracies. And then when you, full investigations were done about Russia and Robert Mueller and his group of Democratic sycophants sat back and said, well, no, he didn't really work with Russia. You didn't believe that. And then when the Ukrainian thing happened and Trump handed out a verified uh, transcript of it, you still didn't believe it. So when we talk about lies, I think the Democrats should accept one motto. When living in glass houses, don't throw stones. So here's the next, here is the uh, next clip. Every day, this president looks more ridiculous. The clothes fall off. I mean, Mitch McConnell, wake up. Wake up and smell the coffee. Don't you see what's happening? You want to hold on to the set? You're going to have nothing at the rate you're going, at the rate you're letting him go. Now she's just insulting people. She doesn't give any platforms. She doesn't give any reasonable arguments. Um, and the reason is because her platforms don't match what Trump and McConnell, uh, McConnell match. I, I There's nothing. I mean... It's just idiot, blah, 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 dumbass. Uh, we, we're going to see this again. Um, so when the left can't come up with something good, they just start yelling insults. Uh, I, and it's really just, it's so stupid because it just doesn't work. Here's the third clip. Can't you see what is happening? I know you have a lot of special interests in your state and maybe money coming in from Russia and interests. Your wife works in the administration. But wake up. It's not about losing the Senate. We're losing much more than the Senate. Uh, there's the Russia thing again. And 
what are we losing exactly? I guess if you want to want to buy Mika's bullshit that Trump is a murderer, then it's the people we are losing from COVID. But the problem is, I don't think Trump's a murderer, so I'm not exactly buying the bullshit. I don't think Trump killed these people on purpose, so I don't think Trump killed these people at all. I think China killed these people. But do you notice they never mention China? It's never a thing for the left. Because China is a utopia, I guess. Here's the fourth clip. You can be sure that you will never see me on Fifth Avenue. Ever. Ever. Because he has said he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue. I believe him. I, I ask for you to appeal to members of his administration. Those who still have a brain. Those who aren't somehow brainwashed by the cult leader. Or those who aren't such stooges and so interested in their own special interests and the money they might make somehow that they could care for one second about this country. Again, Trump is a murderer. Uh, and actually, he did say that, but he was joking during one of his during one of his uh, uh, rallies, I believe it was. Also, anyone who believes Trump is either stupid or brainwashing, anyone who believes in Trump is stupid or brainwashed or just a greedy stooge. What is that? So no one has any reason to like Trump. He's just a terrible human being. Again, there are no reasonable arguments for what she's saying. She is simply name-calling. And now she's attacking the immediate people around him. Now, she's not just going to stop at that. She's going to keep going. Well, here's the thing. When, when you start calling names, for example, I've been called literally on Twitter, and Twitter is not a great example of where you have reasonable discourse it it's not i have been called a i have been called a racist xenophobe sexist misogynist i've been called all this stuff and you know what it just okay i figure i'm not making any sense if i'm not called that stuff which means if i make if i came up with a valid argument and they call me a racist i my argument they can't they can't argue so this is the whole problem, especially with the media. They don't understand that calling names is not exactly proving a damn thing. It's just calling names. And you know what I say? Sticks and stones. Read uh, Dave Rubin's book, um, Bur Don't Burn This Book. It actually talks about how to deal with people on social media and other platforms like that and how to read into it. And Dave Rubin is not a conservative. Dave Rubin is actually... Um, a, he's known as a classical liberal, which means he's liberal, but he will debate his um, place. He will debate his issues with someone who doesn't agree with him. For example, he's pro-abortion. I don't agree with pro-abortion. I'm not pro-abortion. I'm anti-abortion. In his arguments, in his book, were light. He didn't really go into it, but they were strong enough that I would have sat back and liked to have debated on him. I, I don't agree with him. And there are other things, um, I, not really much in the book. It wasn't much about his politics. It was just how to deal with these crazies on the internet. And that's both alt-right and alt-left, because you do have that. You do have rightists who are just, you didn't just say that.
right people. They're supposedly conservatives, but they're probably neocons or they're um, alt-right. And no, just not buying that. Um, but sticks and stones, sticks and stones. Calling names is not reasonable debate. It's not reasonable discourse. It doesn't make you a good reporter or even an opinion journalist. Let's move on. Talk about ditzy. Talk about a ditzy, stupid, botched response to a pandemic that is killing tens of thousands of people, over 160,000 right now. This is on you. It's idiotic and it's killing people. And you get up there and talk about Joe Biden being wrong. There's nobody who has been more wrong about this than President Donald Trump. Many of those deaths, Mr. President, are on you and your terrible response to this virus. Obvious, terrible response. But you say that children miraculously just don't get it. You're wrong. There's no one who has been more wrong than you on this. And you're the president of the United States. (sighs) We've talked about this multiple times, so I guess we're going to have to go through it one more time because it doesn't seem to be a thing with the news media um there is no mention of where the virus actually came from it's like trump went in took a leak on a tree and spread the coronavirus to you know two-year-olds that's not what happened it was accidentally or purposely i think it's accidental released in wuhan whether it was released from a lab or whether it was a combination of a bat or a, I don't know, a snake thingy or a pig. We, we don't know where it actually came from because China won't tell us. The why that the United States has been affected most, we've talked about multiple times. Right now, the United States is 11th on the deaths per million list. And that's behind Belgium, Sweden. Italy, a lot of first world countries that were affected far worse than we were. So to sit back and say the United States was affected the most is just absolutely not true. The lie that no one got this 100% right because no one knew anything about the virus is a complete lie. Do you know who lied about the virus? China. China told the WHO, the World Health Organization, that uh, um, that uh, this was not transmi- person, transmissible person to person. The, the China has lied about their numbers. They so far they still only have four thousand officially dead. We know that's a lie because just two months ago they reclosed all of China's businesses, especially in Wuhan. And they restricted travel within China. Mind you, China did not... When the Wuhan virus actually hit at first, they restricted... And I call it the Wuhan virus because that's the virus in there. There are actually two strains of the virus. There's the Wuhan virus and there's a European virus. It's actually already mutated, which is why it might be very difficult to come up with a vaccine. Um, The Wuhan virus, they shut down China. But do you know what China didn't do? They didn't shut down travel anywhere else. That's how we ended up all having it. So that's a lie. And the CDC, now CDC, the WHO lied about it, or they promulgated China's lie 
And the CDC things got things wrong, too. Trump listened to the CDC, and he had some of his some of the most brilliant virologists, including uh, Fauci, and they were advising him. Trump didn't make any of these decisions in a vacuum. He actually listened to people. And, okay, he got some things wrong. He said some things. That doesn't mean he didn't do anything about it. Um, children, and this is where, Mika, this is an emotional plea, and I hate emotional pleas. Children's are, children are not statistically affected by the virus, period. End of story. They're not. In the United States, less than 50 kids under the age of 12 died. And those kids had pre-existing conditions that made them that made them more susceptible to the virus. So we're talking nothing. Under the, under the age of 12, there's a 7% chance that kid is going to get a virus. And they have yet to prove that children can pass the virus on. This is one of the reasons why, two adults, they think the children's immunization, their children already have something in their, in their bodies that is preventing the virus from being distributed. So that's one of the reasons why Trump and the Republicans and some Democrats, including uh, Andrew Cuomo in New York and Bill de Blasio, who's a complete idiot in New York, have said, we're going to open our schools because there's no proof that children are actually going to spread it and the children are actually getting it. And if the children do get it, that they're actually getting sick and dying. There's absolutely no statistical evidence. And here's something, you know, he, Trump didn't do anything. He never took it seriously, right? I remember when Trump implemented this, and I think it was back in January, he implemented a travel ban. And Mika and her weirdo husband called Trump a xenophobe. Oh, that's right. So did Biden. So did Pelosi. So did de Blasio. They all called him a xenophobe. And Trump, in January, when Nancy Pelosi and Bill de Blasio and the health minister over in New York were saying, go to Chinatown, don't be afraid of this virus, Trump not only put, they, they actually did that because Trump said that and put the travel ban. And Trump thought it was so important that at the end of January, he, he started talking about the COVID-19 during his State of the Union address. You know, the one that Nancy Pelosi tore up. So I'm kind of having an issue on how he screwed this up or he didn't do anything or he didn't take it seriously. Okay, yes, he said some things. This thing's just going to go away, blah, blah. And by the way, it may go away, it may not. I mean, he's just trying to calm the nation. And I talked this, about this in my last podcast. I don't even know why I'm talking about it now. But here's the big question that really bothers me. Um, what would Mika have done differently? What would she have done? All she does is yell at him, is yell at, at, at Trump for not doing something. When obviously Trump did something. I mean, he created the China ban. He mentioned it in the State of the Union. He created a, um, he created a committee on the virus, and he appointed his vice president to head the committee. He had daily news uh, conferences. He increased testing. He increased PPEs. He increased uh, respirator and ventilator production. 
He shut down the country. He created a stim or he with Congress created a stimulus pack. I'm not exactly sure what Mika would have done different. I, I'd like to hear from Mika what she would have done different. I'll go crazy. I would like to hear from Joe Biden what he would have done different because he's saying the same thing. Him and his stupid freaking uh, uh, mask mandate, federal mask mandate mandate, which we'll talk about in just a second. This is the definition of a narrative. Because Trump did not handle the virus perfectly, and no world leader did, by the way, but we handled it a lot better than about 12, 13 other countries, Trump's a racist and he's incompetent. Oh, I forgot. He's a racist because people of color get COVID-19 and they die at higher rates of COVID-19 than white people. Of course, Mika and no one else seems to explore the cultural reasons why this happens. And if I had a big debate, if I had more time, we could talk about why black people are getting COVID more and dying more, why Hispanic people are, are getting contracting COVID more and dying more. Um, but you're, you're going to find that if we did have that debate, it's going to be, oh, that kind of makes sense. Because if white people, if the white culture did that, yeah, you would, the white culture would have a lot more deaths. Just like the Asian culture, if they did what the black and Hispanic cultures are doing, they would do it. They see that getting a virus is a racial thing. It's a political thing. It's not. It's a cultural thing. I don't necessarily blame them for that. But I'm not saying they deserve it. I'm just saying, oh, that does make sense. I, I, I'm, I'm engaged to a Hispanic woman. I see what they do compared to what I do with my family. I'm white. She's Hispanic, Mexican. So I see the difference. It makes sense. But I did talk about this before in a previous podcast. So I, none, nothing that I'm saying should be really a shock. Okay, finally, here's the last clip, and this is up to the end of the clip. That clip was like four minutes long, so that's why I broke it down. Listen. I'm thinking of Tulsa, where the Trump campaign took the social distancing stickers off the chairs and squished people together and made them click on a waiver saying you can't sue if you get the coronavirus and die from coming to this rally. How stupid can you be? At this point, if you follow this president, I beg you not to be for your life. But I ask you, Dave Ehrenberg, is there any legal recourse if you get this virus because of the stupidity of this president? If you're sensing a little intensity here, I'm a little amped up because this is an emergency. There's not much to say here outside the fact that Mika Brzezinski supported the protests and the riots over the last two and a half months and none of them socially distanced. So if Trump holds a rally with 17, 20,000 people, um, what about the 30,000 people that have been protesting for the last two and a half months? And she just insulted 65 million people who voted for Trump and probably the 75 million who are going to vote for him in November, because I do believe this is going to be a landslide. Um, good job in convincing people, Mika. 
But here's the thing. I don't blame Mika for flipping out. I think she's got a lot of reasons to flip out. I mean, she thinks that the world's going to end if Donald Trump wins another four year. I don't think she thinks the world's going to end if, if Trump wins in another four years. I think she is afraid Democrats are going to lose power and we won't go socialist. Well, here's why she's flipping out. One, Biden did not get a boost by choosing Kamala Harris as his VP. In fact, he's losing points. He lost about five points. So that didn't help him. Now, I can't say that 100%, but no one seems really excited about Kamala Harris. At the same time, in 2016, Hillary Clinton was ahead of Trump by nine points. Biden is ahead by four points. That's within the margin of error. So Trump is actually doing far better than um, he was against Hillary. Now, mind you, if Trump would shut up and stop tweeting, he would be doing far better than that. But that's it. The Democrats have the convention this week. That usually gives the group that's having the convention a big boost for a temporary time, but it does give a big boost. Problem is the convention is going to be virtual, which means everyone's going to be joining via Zoom or whatever. That might make it tough to get a lot of momentum. You may not see that big jump after this. And the base isn't interested in voting for Biden anyway. They really are not thrilled with him. They just don't like Trump. And I got news for you, the base is not as large as the Democratic Party or liberals or anything like that. So it's going to be something to worry about. Another thing, Biden and Harris have not taken any questions from the media at all yet. They have had a public appearance at least four times since Harris was announced, and they have and they have not answered one question from the mainstream media. Even the mainstream media is beginning to wonder about this. Brian Steltzer of CNN, who is a complete Biden foe, he just loves Biden. Uh, has said, how long can they do this? That's scary when Brian Steltzer, Humpty Dumpty, is sitting back and saying, can they really maintain this way? Well, yeah, if you guys don't ask questions like that, they can maintain this way. Another thing, Trump keeps accomplishing things. COVID-19 seems to be settling down and it looks like we are going into a V-shaped recovery. The economy is already recovering, and the peace deal started by Trump in the Middle East, which is going to expand to other Middle Eastern countries, and Israel looks promising. But we're going to talk about that in a second. Finally, Biden doesn't seem to have a platform. Hating the orange man is not a platform. Neither is a federal mandate on mask wearing, which I think is unconstitutional, for the next three months. These aren't platforms. He hasn't come up with anything. Do you know why he hasn't come up with anything? Because his leftist policies are not being embraced by the, by the normal civilian, by the normal person. The left loves the Green New Deal. The left loves killing of farting cows. The left loves eliminating oil. The left loves banning fracking. The left loves uh, eliminating plane flight. Heck, Obama loved eliminating travel. For, Amer for Americans, for no particular reason. Y you know who doesn't love it? Typical person. They don't love it. I should be free to go wherever I want. And so taking on these leftists, I mean, even Kamala Harris, who's proving that she's not really a moderate, 
Even Kamala Harris is being touted as a moderate, yet she believes in the Green New Deal. She believes in, in taking away people's gun by government mandate, executive order, which is completely unconstitutional. She believes in all these just extreme leftist philosophies. Now, I know I made a mistake. I said that um, she was a moderate before. Well, yeah, I was wrong. Uh, I will admit I was wrong. But they're going to have to sit back and they're going to have to talk. They're going to have to answer questions. And they're going to have to answer questions from news outlets that are going to ask them real questions. They haven't done so yet and people are beginning to question now. Here's the big problem. It's going to be the hardest. It's hard to win a campaign by being negative. Nothing a president does. Even someone like Obama, who I hate, did, did everything badly. He did some good things. The one thing I can remember was he didn't want to join the European Union's currency. He didn't want to join the, uh, uh, the distribution of the euro for the dollar. He thought that would be an absolute disaster. I thought that was a good move. But running a campaign on this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, and never pointing out, well, that was good, right? Everything is negative. That's not going to win you a campaign. You've got to either have a platform. There's got to be positive somewhere. The platforms of the Biden campaign seem that orange man is bad. Uh, that's not a platform. Pointing out that Trump screwed up COVID-19. COVID-19 was a black swan event. We are not the worst country who got hit hard. And what would he have done differently? None of that has been mentioned. The only thing he would have done differently is made a uh, mask mandate, federal mask mandate, which is unconstitutional. Using unemployment... That is Trump's fault. And then pointing out that the reason Trump had low employment at first was because of the Biden-Obama administration. Okay, did Trump have really bad unemployment or did they have really good unemployment? You can't have it both ways. You can't say that the bad unemployment today is because of uh, Trump. But when Trump had unemployment down to 4%, that that was because of Biden, uh, Obama. It's a contradiction. Trump is in Putin's pocket. We're still hearing this Russia crap, and it's been debunked. America, white people, religion, all bad. This, oh, yeah, you've just eliminated 75% of the country. Riots, kneeling for the national anthem, and supporting Marxist terrorist groups are good. No. And you've got to point out, there are some good things that have happened in the country. You can't sit there and point to the negative and say there are nothing, no positives. For example, the GDP growth in the last, it, it has been 3% on all quarters except one and excluding the last quarter because of COVID. That's good. That's higher than Obama had ever done. Obama never got over 2% GDP in his presidency. Eight years. No, ever, no president ever went through that slow move, slow recovery. Unemployment was down to 4%, black, Hispanic, youth, and female unemployment at the lowest level since the 60s. Um, the killing of two major terrorists, terrorists who had killed, who were responsible of killing hundreds of Americans. The ending of ISIS, the moving of the embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. You may not, maybe some people don't like Jews, that's fine. But every president, including Obama, promised to do that. Trump did it. The stock market rising to record levels. And even now it's only a thousand points 
from that level today. It's almost, it's almost at record levels again. The neutering of Iran by standing tough to them. And the big one, the Middle East peace deal between Israel and the UAE. And that is going to create an avalanche of peace deals between Israel and other Arab countries. And all those Arab countries, including Saudi Arabia, all those countries are scared to death of Iran. And they realize, well, we've got Israel. Let's ally with Israel because we've got to fight Iran. I mean, Jesus, uh, Saudi Arabia is fighting a proxy war with Iran. Jordan joined with Israel simply to get that extra protection because Israel was able to beat all of the Arab countries in a six-day war. And they love the thought of having the United States backing them. Things are not going to get better for Biden. There are 80 days until the election, and things for Trump can only get better as long as Trump keeps his mouth shut and stops tweeting. And I think he can be funny. I think he should have those, uh, he should have those, um, what do they call them, uh, those rallies. But I think we just... Biden's falling apart. And the sec- I can't wait for the debates next month. I wish they were this month. But I-, I think Trump's got this election. And I think Trump's got this election by a landslide. And I think as long this this idea that Biden was going to sit in his basement until election day and hope that COVID didn't get better and hope the economy didn't get better, it's a fool's dream. Because now it looks like that's exactly what's happening. The economy is getting better. COVID is beginning to ease up. And Trump just had a huge peace deal. Okay, we're not going to get to the rest of the stories. I'll have to do them tonight and send it out tomorrow. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. Visit my website at www.podcast.com. Uh, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com I actually have the video so you can watch uh, Grabian's Mika Meltdown This is Gene and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics